the gospel is Christ in me, Christ in me. In the book of First Peter, chapter one, verse number seven, it talks about faith that is tried and tested, and then it comes out as precious than gold. Why that scripture says faith is precious than gold, more than gold. Amen. That means your faith will go through trials and temptations and difficulty. Your faith will be tested. What is this? Your faith will be tested. Like some of you, you might be praying for a healing. You might have been praying for your marriage. You might have been praying for a miracle, for your deliverance, for your financial breakthrough. You've been believing. You've been confessing. You don't understand what is going wrong, what is happening. And you see that your faith what you have been waiting for, what you have been believing for, looks like seemingly that it is not working. That is called the trial of your faith. When you feel like giving up, when you feel like it's too much for me to take up, when you feel like I have done everything that I know, I have done all my confessions. I have done all my prayer. I have done all my fasting. I have gone to every prayer meeting, asked every man of God to lay his hand on me. But still there is no improvement. Why is this happening to me? When you have such questions, when you feel life is unfair. When you feel that you are doing what you know, like Job, you feel like you have been doing things right, but still you're going through an unfair situation. Sometimes we go through injustice, unfair situation in our lives. Sometimes we go through this pain, this problem. When we have these circumstances, as we know this world has trouble, when we get into trouble, when we get into despair, discouragement, depression, that time, what are we thinking? What are we saying? What is that called as? The Bible says it is trial of your faith. All of us, sometime or the other in our lives, we go through. Because we saw that in the Bible last Sunday, that the brethren, that is the people of God, all the believers around the world are going through similar trials and tribulations. No one thing, these troubles, these difficult times that you're going through, these problems are not from God. God is not sending difficulty. God is not sending sickness. God is not sending poverty. It is the Satan who comes to steal, kill and destroy. He is here on the earth. He is in the world. So this is a broken world. So a lot of things are wrong in this world. So because of that, for some reason, people go through some problem in their life. Sometimes, as I told you, it can be our ignorance. It can be our mistakes. It can be our wrong decisions, the wrong choices that we have made, the wrong thinking, the words that we have 
spoken, the confession that we have done, all these things comes into picture. But then we know that everybody has to go through this sometime or the other in their life. That period of time is called the trial of your faith. The Bible calls it so beautifully. When you go through the trial of your faith, your faith becomes more precious than gold. Amen. Glory to God. More precious. It's so beautiful. The Bible says precious, precious than gold. God uses this word specifically. The choice of words in the Bible is so beautiful. He uses this uh, prefix. He uses this word before the blood of Jesus. It is called precious blood of Jesus. It is called these divine precious promises that God gave us. And here it says faith precious than gold. Amen. How powerful, isn't it? So faith that is precious than gold. That means what is precious to God? Heaven is paved with gold and all kinds of precious things. But God values faith as the most precious commodity. Amen? Faith is our part to do. Grace is his part which he has done. By his grace, he has provided everything that you have ever been asking or waiting for. Now, by faith, we receive it from God. Glory to God. Amen. So, devil is after that faith. Why? Because we do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. And the just shall live by faith. And it is impossible to please God without faith. And the Bible says we inherit the promises of God through faith and patience. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. So this is the victory that overcomes the world, that overcomes Satan in the world. This is the victory that is our faith. So there will be testing and trying of our faith by Satan, not by God. So when the trial of your faith happens in your life, the Bible says when you have gone through those troubles, when you have gone through that difficulty, the faith which has impurities in it, such as gold, when gold goes through fire, the impurities in the gold melts away and the pure gold comes out. Amen. So whenever you go through troubled times, count it all joy. Be happy when you go through some setback, some delay, when you go through some difficulty, when you go through some disease. Be happy because there is an advantage to failure because you get to learn. Amen. You get to learn. So your faith is going through fire and all the impurities are getting burnt up, melted away and your faith is becoming as precious as gold, precious in the sight of God. Amen. Glory to God. So when we go through 
these trials of our faith what do we do how does enemy attack us what is the strategy of satan how we can continue and persist and make sure that our faith is presented to god as an offering precious in his sight we can present it and lay down our crowns of victory at his feet amen so when we go through these difficulties what you must bear in mind and how does the enemy attack you that is what i would like to elaborate this morning if you study the book of genesis we see in the book of genesis chapter 3 when the first uh, temptation that man went through the trouble that uh, the trying of their faith that they went through when satan came the fall of man began it is the same trick it is the same strategy that satan is using ever since he has no other trick he has no other strategy he cannot create anything he is not creative he has no strategies he has no new mind he just has the same old ways and satan is doing the same thing ever since so let's study the book of genesis chapter 3 in that we understand the satan came in the form of a snake in a subtle manner being very crafty and cunning and he spoke to eve and adam he told to eve did god really tell you that you must not eat the fruit i'll read it for you you all can put your eyes on that scripture Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, "Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden?" The woman said to the serpent, "We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fr- fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it." or you will die you will not certainly die the serpent said to the woman for god knows that when you eat from it your eyes will be open and you will be like god knowing good and evil here when we see in this story satan came in a crafty way that means the tricks of satan the bible says in the book of ephesians be conscious be aware be vigilant of the wiles of the enemy what are the wiles they are deceitful ways they are the tricks of the enemy he comes in a very subtle way if you give him a inch he will take the whole territory that's why it says do not give foothold to satan if the little finger is making you to do sin cut and throw off that little finger because he comes in a very subtle and crafty way he says let's negotiate let's compromise on little the moment you continue talking the moment you begin your negotiation he is ready to occupy the whole territory so beware of the wiles of the enemy beware of his trickery he came in a very subtle and crafty way to eve and he said he told to eve did god really say that's the first 
thing that happens when we go through trials, when we go through difficulty, when we go through delay, when you've been waiting for something, praying for your healing, praying for your financial breakthrough, praying for a miracle in your life. And when there is delay, the first thought the devil brings is, did God really say? Did God really mean? Is that promise for you? Will the promise of God work? Will the word of God work? He makes you to doubt on the word of God. The Bible says God has exalted his word above his name. Amen. Psalm 138 verse 2, God has exalted his word. God is known by his word. He has bound himself to his word. Heaven and earth is standing today on the power of his word. And devil wants you to doubt his word. He says, did God really say? Does God really mean when he says that he has healed you? Does God really mean that he has prospered you? Did God really say that he will give you a good future? The, what, what the Bible has promised is it true so he tries to question the word of God the integrity of God's word that is what he always comes and confuses you and questions you on the integrity of God's word remember the first thing that he does is make you question disbelieve the word of God God. You may not be uttering those words, but you might be thinking, why is this happening? But God did tell me that God has healed me. Why is that happening? God did tell me that God has prospered me. When you have this thought, it's nothing but the temptation to doubt the word of God. Amen. That's exactly what he did even to Jesus. He said, it is written that if you jump, the angels are going to protect you. So he, he uses the word and he misinterprets and misquotes the word of God and uses against the children of God. But Jesus knew much more than that. Amen. So he counterattacked Satan by saying it is written. That's exactly how you counterattack. You don't get into the conversation of your thoughts. Don't get into the conversation of your emotions. Don't let doubt your emotions and continue to linger on those thoughts and meditate on those thoughts and keep rehearsing the past failures. No, you must counterattack just like Jesus by saying it is written. My God has said he has healed me. It is written that he became poor and made me rich. It is written my youth is renewed like the eagles. It is written as my days are, so shall be my strength. That is how you counterattack that thought. And the second thing we saw so clearly in this chapter 3, Satan came and told to Eve, uh, he tempted her by saying, if you eat, in verse number 5, you saw, if you eat the fruit, you will certainly not die, but then you will be like God. So what is he trying to convey? He's trying to say that God is lying. 
that you will not die even adam you're not going to die so does that mean god lies no god is true god is light in him there is no darkness at all amen the bible says jesus said satan he is a liar and his father of all lies when he lies he speaks his native language that is what he is father of all lies and he makes you question did god say did god mean god told uh, if you will certainly not die so he's counter attacking he's lying and he said if you eat the fruit you will be like god so he's trying to tarnish the character of god he's he's giving a image to his children that god does not love you god is holding the very best from you because if you eat this apple you will be like god but the truth and the fact of the matter is they were already like god the fact of the matter is the moment they ate the fruit they spiritually died forever until jesus came and died on the cross and redeemed them eternally so what god said stands forever and here when he said if you eat you will become like god he's saying that god is withholding something meaning it is tarnishing the character of god god is love he has given us the best of heaven so when you go through pain when you go through delay when you go through trouble this very big question comes in front of you does god really love me i know god is good i know god loves the world does god love me is the question that comes to your mind that is what devil wants to put in your mind he wants you to think that god is good god loves the world but not you that is the trick of the enemy even in the temptation episode of jesus the same trick he used again when god had already pronounced you are my beloved son he dropped the word beloved and he said if you are the son of god that is his second strategy to come to you and tell you that god does not love you god loves others god loves the world but not you look at others they are more blessed they are more prosperous they are more happy but not you look at him look at her they are married they are blessed they have everything they want why are you not married why have you gone through divorce because god does not love you that is the lie of the devil from the pit of hell you must counter attack by saying the word that i am the beloved of god i am the fairest one the bible says i am perfect one and there is no spot in me the bible says god is love god loves me i don't buy the lie of the devil god has given me the very best and i know god is working behind the scenes amen you must have this confident expect you must not get into depression thinking that god is withholding no it is the lie of the devil god is not withholding anything he has already done he has already healed he has already blessed this is the truth now if you say pastor if god has already healed why it is not seen in my body if god has already blessed why i am still not married if god has already done why there is delay i don't know why i don't know how i don't know when but i know one thing god is good 
all the time god is love amen god's word stands forever amen the biggest trial of your faith is when you do not know why when you say i did everything that i can i have done every prayer i have done all my confession i don't know why when you have this question i don't know why i don't know how i don't know why this is happening to me why this unfair treatment why this there is injustice in my life i want you to know god is god of justice what enemy meant for evil god will turn it around for your good don't lose your hope have this confident expectation know for sure that god loves you you must be confident that god loves you because the moment you get into compromise with devil that god doesn't love you because when you do not know the perfect love of god what happens first john 4:18 the perfect love of god casteth out fear so when you do not know the perfect love of god that means fear comes in fear comes in and fear is opposite of faith fear is a liar fear is the weapon of satan fear is having faith in satan fear is having negative expectation fear is buying the lie of satan you don't want to see your fear come true so say no to fear say no to the lie of satan believe that god loves you because perfect love casteth out fear